0: Today we're discussing the 64th page of The Revenge of Kang, and this is going to be a very short episode. Real short, like maybe five minutes short. Part of the reason is because we've got a packed series of episodes here at the very end, and I don't feel like I'm cheating you by cutting this one a little bit short. Another reason is because this page is nothing but an illustrated comic book page of Kang doing something with empty speech balloons. Uh, this is for use on the minigame on the previous page, where we've got to rearrange these panels before the comic book goes to the printer, so that we can use them to rewrite reality and defeat Kang. A third reason is because part of the content of this episode is just going to be visual. You can go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. In a public post, you will see this page reconstructed in a few different ways. I have tried my hand at this final minigame, and as a full-service RPG module review podcast, I am offering you some possible endings for your playthrough of the Time Warp Adventure series. It would be tedious and difficult to explain the layout of these comic book pages in audio format, So you can just go check them out on the Visual Companion. What I'll offer here as the dumbest thing, and this is a minor complaint because basically this minigame is pretty good. I I think it's fun, especially with a time limit so that the players can't overthink it. It can't really become boring. They can't try to game it too much. This idea of rearranging the comic book panels, writing dialogue for Kang, really seizing control of the narrative, especially after having all of their agency for the entire adventure path retroactively taken away just a chapter ago, this is going to feel very good. My only complaint is the panel layout. It's laid out with uh, three panels of roughly equal size on the top row of the page, two panels of unequal size on the second row, both of them too big to fit on a row with two of the smaller panels above, but also too small to be replaced by one of the panels above. And then on the third row, one panel that stretches across the whole page, that's the panel of Kang Triumphant, obviously can't fit any more panels next to that one. That has to be its own row. The effect of this layout is to seriously constrain our options for remixing these panels. All of the panels have to stay in the same row. So like the row that's on the top of the page right now with three panels, we could move it down to the second row or down to the third row, but we can't change which panels are in it. Those three panels all have to go on a row together no matter what we do. We can shuffle them. We can change their order within that row, but that's about it. So there's always going to be a row on our final page with, in whatever order we choose, Kang's finger pushing a button, something exploding in space and Kang hunched over a control panel. And then there's going to be a row with Kang pulling a lever and an exterior shot of his ship, and then there's going to be a panel with Kang making an inscrutable face surrounded by those like majesty lines. This layout is the dumbest thing on this page. Because this minigame is fun, because it's a good idea, and it's possible to be so creative with it, it's a shame to artificially limit the number of different permutations of panel arrangement that are possible. This is instant math that I'm doing, so I may be slightly off. It seems to me that with the current arrangement, There are about 72 possible ways that this page can be laid out, which is good. That's pretty open-ended, especially given what a railroad the rest of the adventure path has been. On the other hand, according to this uh, permutation calculator, which I just found on the internet, a classic nine-panel layout where the panels could be arranged in any order would offer over 362,000 possibilities. I'll grant you that could possibly be overwhelming, but it's just an example of how much more open-ended you could have made this. A simple way to do it would have been to make one of the larger panels in the second row exactly as large as two of the smaller panels from the first row so that you could crack open the rows and place the panels right next to panels that weren't originally in the same row with them. That would have opened up way more possibilities and I think would have avoided the the slight taste here of ever so subtle railroading. I mean, I grant you there are 72 ways to do this, but one of the elements you have to include is a ship exploding or something big and cosmic happening to it and that has to go in the same row with Kang pushing a button. One full row has to be taken up by Kang yelling something, or maybe yawning. I mean, those are basically the only two ways to interpret that pose. You can't tell whether he's excited or angry or what, but whatever it is, that emotion has to take up one of your three rows. So basically, your two categories of solutions here are Kang is happy because he thinks he's won. Uh Uh-oh, something happened. He pushes a button, his ship blows up, or gets transported to another dimension or whatever. And Uh oh, something is happening. Kang pushes a button and his ship gets launched into the time vortex or whatever. And then in the final panel, he's mad about it. The low number of permutations and particularly the row restriction is really pushing you in the direction of an ending like that. But it's a minor complaint. Overall, I like this minigame. I like this idea and it is fun rewriting this comic page. Do check out the Patreon for my efforts at that. And you can choose whatever ending of this adventure that you prefer for your personal headcanon. Join me next time when we take a quick look at the back cover of The Revenge of Kang and find out what people thought they were buying when they bought this on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc, etc. This episode's music, used under Creative Commons license, is Take Us to the Nearest Starbase by Astrometrics, whose work you can find at soundcloud.com slash Band.